Si tienes cualquier duda o a lo mejor una sugerencia sobre el show, por favor mándanos un email por questions arroba no te rindas podcast punto us. Welcome to Listen, Smile y No Te Rindas, a podcast for hispanohablantes in conversational American English, hosted by me, Greg, and my brother, Gabe. Somos los hijos orgullosos de un mexicano, pero English is obviously our first language. Thanks for listening as we help you improve your English in a relaxed, friendly space. Gabe, what are we going to be talking about today? Hey, Greg. Today, we are going to talk about some childhood memories uh, that I have uh, and you have of adventures uh, we had together uh, as kids. And some of those adventures that we had together involved insects, insectos, and today's definitely involves insects. So I want to uh, remind our listeners that Greg is my older brother, Greg. Uh, Greg is six years older than I am, and I am the hermano menor. Yes, for my entire life, he's been my little brother. <laughs> well, his entire life. One of the things that we like to do before getting into an episode is to define or translate some initial vocabulary so that um, it's easy for you to understand it as we come across it later in the podcast. So our four terms today are fire ant, una hormiga de fuego, an ant bed, or an ant nest, or an ant hill. We use all of those terms in English, which is el nido de hormigas or el hormiguero. We also are going to be talking about fireworks and firecrackers today, which, depending on where you're reading or listening, you're going to see fuegos artificiales and sometimes cohetes. And then finally, if you're talking about uh, fire ants, you have to talk about stinging, right? To sting. So, picar is the equivalent of to sting. And an insect sting, a fire ant sting, for example, is uh, the equivalent of una picadura. That's right. And the, I'm going to be talking a lot about fire ants today. So... <laughs> We had a lot of adventures together when you were a teenager, Greg, and when I was uh, a, a elementary school, a, a school age boy. And uh, in, in this story, we get the better of some insects. But in another story, I'll tell in another episode, those insects get the better of us. So, <laughs> so sometimes, like <clears throat> sometimes we win and sometimes they win. Right, right. We, when I was looking back on our our childhood memories, um, I realized how much time we spent uh, dealing with insects, particularly stinging insects. <laughs> so that's right. And you know, we had video games back then, but not anything like now. So we spent a lot of time outside. Right. We we spent a lot of time, as we've said in another episode, in our in our backyard and our patio. So. We we definitely had fun uh, outdoors a lot in the United States. Uh, we celebrate our Independence Day holiday, our Dia de Independencia, uh, every year on the fourth of July, el cuatro de julio, and um, one of our big traditions with 
Independence Day in this country is that we set off fireworks. We fuegos artificiales y cohetes. Now, fireworks are not normally sold in the United States um, in most areas, but around uh, the Independence Day holiday, all these little uh, fireworks stands, these puestos de fuegos artificiales, they, uh, they pop up around every town so that people can go and buy their cohetes. So our dad must have liked fireworks because I remember that dad would always stop and let us get some firecrackers. And, and also he loved bottle rockets, cohetes de botella on the way to our grandmother's house. Do you, Greg, do you remember if we had to give him any money towards the fireworks? I remember him stopping, but I don't remember us ever paying for it. I was, I was little, but you, you had a little bit of money. Yeah, no, I don't think that uh, we, we paid like a, a firework fee to enjoy them. <laughs> our, our dad just bought them. Yeah. He probably liked the idea that we would be outside far away from him <laughs> using <laughs> yes. them while he was indoors. Uh, so watching would, probably what watch watching well Fourth of July not so much but maybe um, New Year's Day he'd be watching football right right while we were outside setting off fireworks so we would go to our grandmother's house every July Fourth and she lived out way out in the country because she li didn't live in the city she always had these huge fire ant nests these these Nidos con hormigas de fuego, grandotes. Now, fire ants can't live in places where it gets too cold. But Greg and I grew up in what we would call the Deep South. The, the Deep South is the most southern part of the United States, particularly the southeastern part. So all kids in the Deep South hate fire ants. Uh, because everybody has memories of getting stung by them. Um, and not just kids, but you, we were, you know, we get stung by these fire ants, uh, when we were playing outside and the stings hurt like crazy. The, uh, las picaduras duelen mucho, muchísimo. So if I may tell you here, Gabe, uh, this is not about our childhood. This is about when our father passed away, when he, uh, falleció. I was um, at his house in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. The Deep South includes Mississippi. And <laughs> I was standing in the yard making decisions about what to do uh, with his, his things, right? Because we were about to have to make you know, some decisions about his estate, as they call it. And suddenly I realized that I was standing in hundreds of fire ants. And there I was, a grown man, stripping off my pants in the front yard of my father's house and screaming, calling all kinds of attention to myself. So yes, when he says that everybody hates fire ants, um, I have childhood memories of fire ants. And then I also have uh, adult memories of fire ants. <laughs> yes. They, they will sting you whether you were a kid or an adult. So we, we hated fire ants and we loved fire crackers and fireworks. Right. So, it became a tradition for us to find a huge ant nest uh, every time we went to grandmother's house for 4th of July. And we would try to find 
one or two big ant nests. And, and these nests are big mounds of dirt. Um, and some of them would be quite large, uh, you know, as big as two or three basketballs. And we would we would use fireworks to blow it up, to blow it to smithereens, as we would say, which is like smithereens are like little pieces, you know, piecitas. Uh, so we would try to blow it up with these fuegos artificiales. And I feel pretty certain this was originally your idea, Greg. Yeah, I think so. Um, it definitely sounds like something I would have wanted to do as a kid, even if you weren't there. Um, I was interested in uh, being destructive, as many boys are. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I definitely remember being described as being destructive. And and I have a, a daughter, and she has never been destructive, never been interested in uh, in breaking things apart. She's far more interested in organizing things. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, and if um, I may say, I have uh, I have two sons, and I fully expected when they were little children to go through some phase like this, where they would want to be destructive. They're not like neat and tidy like your daughter is, but neither of them is interested in harming things uh, the way that you uh, are doing when you kill insects. So <clears throat> my one son is a vegan, uh, you know, so he would be very against uh, blowing up ant beds and let them live and let live, as they say. And my other son is just so interested in uh, and being on the computer that he couldn't be bothered to go outside and play with ant bits. <laughs> well, I, I think Ella would, would do it with us as long as she was doing it with her uncle Greg and dad. So let's uh, continue our story. What I remember is that we would carefully place these little firecrackers, these, uh, these fuegos artificiales into the, the structure of the ant nest and we would we would stick them in there uh, like they were tiny sticks of dynamite, right? Like como dinamita. So we would put them in there so that the the fuse that you have to light to to encender to get them to explode uh, was sticking so out so that you could could light it. And we would we would usually use a a lighter, I guess. And the difficult part, I remember the the thing that we tried to do was lighting as many of the firecrackers as possible before they started to explode. And then there was this, this also this secondary challenge of trying to keep, uh, keep the fire ants from crawling up the uh, firecracker and getting on your hand and stinging you. That's right. So we would light as many as possible. Uh, we would encender as many uh, cohetes or uh, fuegos artificiales as we could. And then we would run away and there'd be these huge bang, big bangs. And um, then we would <laughs> we would run back uh, to the nest and inspect the damage uh, that we had done with the fireworks. We would inspeccionar el daño. And I remember there would be we would see the the smoking innards the the inside part of the nest uh and there would always be smoke you know billowing out of it and then we would repeat this process uh several times at putting firecrackers in lighting them running away coming back until we were satisfied that that nido that nest was 
destroyed, completely destroyed, um, completamente destruido. Yeah, and one of the things that you learned uh, through this process is um, almost like, I guess you would call it like demolition. Like when uh, someone needs to make a building fall down because it's being abandoned or a wall or a dam, you know, like you see in movies sometimes, especially in that era. And um, I remember very clearly figuring out that if you put a bottle rocket, which um, has the ability to fly before it explodes, if you put that upside down into the anthill and lit it, it would then go forward a couple of inches into the hill, depending on the situation, depending on the density of the needle. And then when it exploded, it did more damage. And uh, the tripa, right, the innards of the nest would fall away into like, you know, rocas, but with lots of holes and ants, you know, <laughs> running everywhere. And that, for some reason to my young mind, that was incredibly satisfying to see that we could affect this kind of destruction on an insect mound uh, or, you know, an hormiguero like that. It was, it was uh, the most fun you could have with your brother at the time. Oh, no kidding. You know, and you, that was the thing you, you figured out um, to how to make the equivalent of a burrowing bomb, right? <laughs> the, the, you, or uh, like what they call bunker busters in the, you know, in the army, they, it, you're, I, I'd forgotten that. Well, you know, I can't believe we didn't get stung more because, you know, this is if you think about it, you're st you're sticking an explosive in a hill full of live stinging ants. So, you know, hundreds of ants were being, you know, sent flying into the air by these firecrackers. And I, I don't remember getting stung a whole lot. I don't know. What do you do you remember? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to think that we got stung more than we remember. Um, I think about, uh, for example, going to Tabasco uh, to see family in Mexico. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very hot there. I mean, where I live in Georgia, it's also hot. It's in the deep south, but it's uh, not the same level of hot. It's several degrees warmer, and it's also very humid. Uh, so when... You look at pictures, right? You're perspiring, you're sweating, and your your clothes are sticking to you. But when I think about how hot it is now, after having you know spent time eating and drinking and hanging out with cousins and stuff like that, I don't remember the heat. So I think we remember the good part, and uh, and the bad part falls away. You're, I, I think you're. That's fair to say. Although I do remember this one time I got stung because it was it was unusual. So one time after we had been out playing in the woods and, and we had been destroying fire ant nests the, the whole afternoon, we had come in to eat supper, para cenar. We had come back to the house. And I remember I was sitting on the, the couch, the, the sofa, and suddenly I felt this terrible stinging pain in my belly button. Um, I, I me sentí una picadura en mi ombrigo. <laughs> and I lifted my shirt and found a fire ant on my ombrigo, on my belly button. And it had, it, it had stung me. So it, it must have been blown through the air. And then been and stunned, right? It was temporarily unconscious. Um, and when it finally woke up, it woke up 
angry and it stung me. Um, I don't know. Do you remember that? I don't remember you being stung on your ombligo, but um, (laughs) I can imagine that that was very, very unpleasant. Well, it had been, um, you know, we had probably been inside for 15 minutes, so it, it was uh, it was quite a bad surprise. <laughs> but I just have so many happy memories of shooting off fireworks, uh, Fuegos Artificiales, with, with you as a kid, and you thinking up inventive ways to, to do that. The one thing I remember you figured out with bottle rockets, re- remember that grandmother had a small uh, pond. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so you figured out that you could, if you put a bottle rocket under water at just the right time, it would still launch and explode underwater. So yes. You fig- you figured out that if you light the fuse and you wait until it is just about to go off, you could put it in the water and it would actually shoot like a, a torpedo. So, that, oh yeah, so that was fun. that was awesome. I will tell you, uh, as as a concerned adult, as a father now, that when I was a bit older, I was in my late twenties. I wasn't a child anymore. I didn't have children yet myself, but my wife's friends had children, and we were with them. Similar situation. We were at a little pond. Y yo no sé cómo decir pond, pero es como un lago, pero más pequeño. Uh, and so, you know, I was showing them some of the same tricks that uh, I had shown you or we had learned together. And um, a firework went off, not in my hand, but close to my hand. And it did not hurt my finger uh, permanently, but it scared me so much that um, I've, I've never, I've never been as risky with, um, uh, with, with fireworks ever since. Um, no he tomado, uh, no he participado in, in comportamiento tan riesgoso como cuando era niño, right? That's, that's the lesson of being a grown up. And the thing is, this was the first time that uh, a lot of women, a lot of moms were standing around watching me. Uh, right when you and I were doing that, we were by ourselves. But this time, those kids had their moms, you know, standing outside the door, no, no. watching me almost blow my hand off in front of their children, and they started yelling at me. And I was like, uh, oh, "Sorry, I, I just, <laughs> I just learned that this was very lucky. Right, this is very stupid behavior on my part." <laughs> well, I remember. Um, I remember uh, fireworks going off in my hand um, because I I had at some point when I was a teenager figured out that if you would just hold them between two fingers, uh, that presented the the least risk. And I had one go off. Yeah, I was holding I was holding it too long because a car was coming and I didn't want to throw it into the road. And I my brain wasn't working and I held it too long and it exploded. So (laughs) what happened? Well, it, it was mostly just loud. It, it, it felt like the, what it would feel like to get hit with two rocks in, the, in your fingers, on the pads of your fingers. Oh, um, you were lucky. It wasn't yeah. super pleasant, but it wasn't, wasn't awful. I, I have yeah. one other memory of, um, of fireworks that involves your younger son. The last time we were at Dad's uh, for New Year's, when we also set off fireworks, we were setting off fireworks, and I was trying to keep Nicholas from lighting any because he was so little. 
and I remember did and I was doing something and I heard bang and and I realized oh, no. that he had he had used like the uh, the sparks the cheese bus from uh, from some of the bottle rockets we had launched and he he had figured out how to use those to light another firecracker so my little always, engineer my little engineer say, he's always <laughs> been so smart he outsmarted me well thank you Gabe for remembering some of those events with me able to listen that was that was a lot of fun before we proceed let's just go back over a few of the key words these aren't super common words in uh, in english but but you might hear them especially if you're watching certain kinds of movies okay so fire ant was uh, una hormiga de fuego an ant hill or an ant bed or an ant nest would be like an hormiguero or un nido de hormigas and firecrackers or fireworks Fuegos artificiales or cohetes, and to sting, picar, and a sting, an insect sting, is uh, una picadura. That's right, which we got our fair share of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> normally, we would thank our newest patrons at this point, and we do appreciate our newest patrons. We'll be mentioning you on another episode. But today, we want to give a special thank you to Hector Ibeto from the No Aitos podcast for all the inspiration and knowledge of Spanish that they have given us. Yes, um, they, they, they are a weekly influence on me and on my brother. We really appreciate them being uh, so dedicated to teaching Spanish to the world. Right. Greg and I are both language learners uh, in Spanish, and we have to remind ourselves, as we'd like to remind you, that it is a slow uh, and steady process and you have to take your time. Now, if you would like to become a patron of Noterinda's podcast and support us, please visit www.patreon.com diagonal Noterinda's podcast. That's right. And if you want to find out more about Gabe and me, you can go to noterindaspodcast.us. And we have some information about ourselves there, uh, links to our various episodes. And we also have a link to a couple of ways that you can support us if you're interested in helping us in this project. Thank you. If you have questions, as I mentioned in the introduction, you can email us at questions at noterindaspodcast.us. Well, Greg, it sure has been fun to re remember these things with you. I know that we're going to uh, hopefully do a couple of other episodes <laughs> where we talk about some more of our insect adventures. Uh, but I, I know that's all we have time for today. I just I hope you have a great week and um, please keep up your training in Spanish and I'll do the same. That's right. No te rindas. <laughs> no te rindas, guys. Have a good week. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>